Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is an early episode. Richie and I are liking doing these things at noon. Sometimes we've been broadcasting them late, but for the last several weeks, we've been recording these pretty early. Uh, November 7th, we're all the way into mashed potato season. Um, Thanksgiving right around the corner. TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes. How's it going today, Richie? I'm doing well, man. I'm I'm really loving this. Uh, we finally have some fall. I guess for, if you live in Florida, you can call it our winter weather. Uh, but it, it's been a nice change of pace, a beautiful weekend. And uh, like you said, I'm happy we do this early now. And I can tell you my wife is also very happy we get this knocked out <laughs> earlier in the day. We, uh, we have to figure something out for next week because uh, Richie and I haven't even talked about this, but he's going to the uh, the UF game next week. And I'm basketball. I a, yeah, I have a I have a wedding that night, so we're not we're gonna have to figure that out. Maybe we'll have to just do it really early in the morning, like before, like yeah, right. one way or the other. Like I kind of forgot about that until my wife just reminded me, like, hey, don't forget your stepsisters getting married next week. And I was like, I forgot. So anyway, we'll we'll figure that out later. So probably not a noon uh, kickoff for us then. But uh, hey, we'll recap the NC State game that happened yesterday. We'll talk about some other things that Florida State has going on. Look ahead to the rest of the season as Florida State has three games left, maybe a fourth if they can run the table in those three games. But before we get into any of that, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. If you go up this week for the Miami game, definitely run by Guthrie's. Get your gut box double fries with no slaw, extra sauce, maybe an extra piece of toast as well. A little bit, you know, another afternoon kickoff. Soak up some of what you're going to be having at that tailgate. Just a little insider info for you. The, the extra toast is not very expensive. So get the double fries and the extra toast as well. Richie, Florida State falls again um, this weekend to North Carolina State. Came into the game as a three-point dog. Um and didn't even get close to covering the spread. Uh, just before kickoff, we got the news that Jordan Travis would not be playing, Florida State starting quarterback, as well as uh, initial reports said 20 to 25 guys. Uh, those 247 came out and corrected that there were about five guys missing on the two deep, right? So if there were a bunch of guys kind of missing from third, fourth, fifth, you know, way down in the depth chart, that, that doesn't really impact you as, as much as guys on the two deep. So four or five guys on the two deep, a um, couple of those due to injury that they had already kind of suffered and we already were familiar with, but the big one being Jordan Travis. Um, before we get into any of the game or anything like that, um, what were your initial thoughts when, when the news kind of scrolled across the – it wasn't the ticker, but the FSU ticker, I guess, the timeline that, that Jordan Travis wouldn't be playing and, and Mackenzie Milton would get the start? Yeah, and I, I won't say who, um, but obviously, TJ, someone uh, uh, on the Double Fries team tipped us off that he had not been practicing, and it sounded like Milton would not play it. And that's kind of uh, how I made my prediction and uh, just my game analysis on Thursday's preview show was with the expectation that Jordan Travis wasn't going to play. Um, and it kind of turned out how I thought it would. I, you know, I thought it'd be a little higher scoring. I think I had NC State winning by 13. They won by 14. I mean, it, it played out kind of how I thought it would. And it was another reminder of just how bad 
this offense is without Jordan Travis, given the personnel limitations. And it's again, not on the coaches, players, ever people getting <laughs> go back and forth. That's the player's fault. It's the coach's fault. No, I just think this team's playing hard. They're just not getting it done. And when you don't have Jordan Travis and his threat to run the ball, um, you know, to keep it, there are a couple, you know, RPOs where it, everybody knew McKenzie Milton was not going to run the ball to include NC state. And they didn't even key in on him. They were more concerned about stopping Jay Sean Trashon, um, in the actual rushing attack. And they did a good job with that. And Florida state just couldn't get anything going offensively. Um, you know, defensively, it's, it's kind of what we saw all season that, yeah, they're improved, but they still have these blown coverages or, or give up a big play. And obviously a 45 yard touchdown, a 43 yard touchdown, both on third downs for NC state. That, that was kind of the story of the game and Florida state could not convert anything. It, it just, you know, it went kind of how I thought it would. So not, it's hard to be frustrated, but at the same time, it's, it's a unfriendly reminder of, you know, how far we are away from really competing in this conference. It is really tough. Sorry, I unmuted this time before I started talking, but that still took a little longer than I thought it would. It is really tough because I don't think anyone, you know, I I, I knew guys would, were potentially sick. I know there were rumors and there were rumblings, um, but obviously nothing was was made public. Um, there there was the still the possibility that you know Travis would play, and I I, I don't know if he'd have made the difference in a win or loss. I mean, I do think that we'd probably have been a little bit more competitive if, you know, if he played, I will say the line didn't move at all when the news came out that he wasn't playing, you know, I think it may, the consensus line was minus three. And so if you want to say it moved to half a point, um, some books you could have gotten minus three and a half. So Vegas didn't really see it as too big of a deal, but you know, if you've, if you've watched um, Florida state, you know, the offense just moves a little bit better with Jordan Travis, um, and yeah, Florida state in the first half, couldn't get anything going offensively. Um, they, they really just looked like they didn't have a prayer in, in the first half. Uh, first drive came out minus one yard. Second drive came out four yards. Third drive came out nine yards. Next drive came out three plays, an interception. Next drive. We did get a first down punted on the next series. We went five plays there, you know? And so two more punts to finish out the half. Florida State never had more than 27 yards on a drive in the first half. And, and it was just incredibly slow to watch and incredibly frustrating to watch. I will say that the defense kept them in it. The defense did enough, only giving up two, two touchdown drives. I mean, NC State scored on two of their, what, six possessions here? One, two, three, four, five, six possessions in the first half. You'd like to think that if you could hold a team to around four scores, you'd be in decent shape in a game. But this offense just isn't isn't good enough right now to do that. I don't know that the offense would have been good enough even with Jordan Travis to score more than 28. Um, I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I will say that Milton wasn't great early, and we couldn't get the run going. NC State having a very good run defense. But – uh the the rest of his team didn't really help him a ton with drops and um, just like no sharpness, no crispness. And, you know, there were tweets and rumors and things that kind of came out afterwards. It, it looked like a team that had a ton of guys missing all week from practice 
uh, due to sickness. And they didn't look like they gelled. They didn't look like they had any kind of continuity, no sharpness. And that was frustrating to see. Defense was better. Um, you mentioned a couple of breakdowns. Obviously, the 62-yard pass for a touchdown. You know, Florida State's defense, I hate this. I, I, I hate to kind of use this, but they truly were outside of the big busted coverage plays. I thought the defense was really good. You know, the first touchdown, obviously terrible to just give up a long broken coverage touchdown there. The second, the third touchdown, the 45 yarder on a third and one. I understand you're trying to stop the run there. And then the last one, I mean, I thought they were going to get off the field at the very end. Um, but we, we, they break a tackle. We miss a tackle in the backfield and they spring down the sideline to, to score again. Outside of those three plays, I mean, I thought the defense was really, really good. The problem is you can't have three busted coverages and expect to win a game, right? Like that's, you know, that's like saying outside of Jameis's three interceptions, you know, in 20, like, yeah, like that's just not how that works. So if we could shore up the, those big plays, I think the defense would be in a much, much better spot. But I, overall, I thought the defense was good yesterday. Um, they didn't get a lot of favors from their offense. They did. They were constantly on the field. But uh, outside of those big plays, I did think the defense was pretty good. And you kind of touched on it. You know, you said it with Jordan Travis made a difference with their, how everything went. I think probably yes, because maybe you're not giving NC State these short fields. And granted, it, as you mentioned, the defense down to down wasn't bad. It wasn't the short fields that hurt you. Uh, but typically that will hurt you. But yeah, it's these busted coverages you know that my goodness that that third and one where they just run a you know quick little out route and it should be at worst case it's first down but you know a six seven yard gain cuts it inside I have no idea what Akeem Dent's doing he, he's going to hate to watch that in, in the film room uh today but it, that's the type of stuff that that's you know a three and six football team does so it, I'm not going to sit here and act surprised that you know they were okay pretty good on a down and out basis but just again that these big plays are just killer and especially when you don't have an offense to you know and that's why i don't want to get on the defense too much because the offense did absolutely nothing i think 271 yards in the entire game and it just wasn't there today at or yesterday at all and it's frustrating watching the game because i i start sitting down to watch that game i thought to myself like all right, but we got to keep this close. So, and we did it again, another fourth quarter where it's a seven point game, but I don't know about you, TJ, to me, it did not feel like it was a one score game in the fourth quarter. It felt like they kind of had their way with us and we just happened to be hanging around. Well, which is what last week felt like too. And, and what yeah. I will say is I saw some comments from non FSU folks. Um, I'll just say it. UF folks who watched their game last night, which was an absolute catastrophe. And, I think when you look at Florida State's roster and you look at where they're at from, especially losing their starting quarterback, I mean, I don't know how many how many teams in the ACC, I mean, not to sugarcoat anything, not to put lipstick on a pig or whatever, I can use as many cliches as you want. How many teams in the ACC can lose their starting quarterback and compete in a game against a ranked opponent? Ironically, Miami. <laughs> yeah, just just them, right? Like so, kind That's of, because Manny Diaz had so, the wrong quarterback starting. Yeah, so one out of 14, you know, and, and you're kind of lucky there, right? Like, um, so 
I don't know. I mean, once I think if Travis is there, I think this game is more competitive because they have to respect the run. We probably move the ball a little bit. Like, like you like Jordan to give us a touchdown in the first half, right? Like you don't, yeah. you don't think it's a shutout. So then it's all of a sudden it's 21, 21 at one point. Right. So, and, and so I don't know, it's hard to, you know, Florida State's record is three and three in games that Jordan Travis has started. Those losses are to two ranked teams in Clemson on the road at Clemson. Right. Yeah. So it's really hard to, you know, and that's justifying a lot of crap. But I think everybody in this fan base, everybody in everybody listening to the show, believes that if Florida State would have started in Jordan Travis against Jacksonville State, they'd have one more win. Absolutely. I think most people think that if Jordan Travis would have started against Louisville, we'd have one more win. Right. And so, or that two, one, the, know, so, the defense gave up thirty-one in the first half. So uh, that's. That's, That's true. A little tougher, but yeah. yeah, Jacksonville State for sure. They, I don't think there's any debating that. And I, I'm not saying we would have won yesterday, and uh, you know we didn't have. It, it is what it is. But I do think if Jordan Travis plays, it's a different ball game because yeah. again, I, so, I think North Carolina State has longer fields, and that defense probably has a little more confidence in the Florida State's offense with Jordan Travis out there because they know. All right, with Milton, it's almost felt like all right, man. Got we got to. Go get this water, sit down. We got three plays, and we're right back on the field. Yeah. At least with Travis, first, you don't worry about that. First drive of the game, a minute and 28 seconds. Second drive of the game, 52 seconds. Jesus. Third drive of the game, a minute and 27 seconds. Fourth drive of the game, 43 seconds. The fifth drive, we chewed up all of two and a half minutes. And so the defense had been just shoved out there time and time and yeah. time again. And Florida State goes down 14 to nothing after those. You know, what did I just list there? Five drives where we didn't even have 10 minutes of possession. I mean, that's really, really bad. And so, uh, you know, I think that I don't know that Jordan Travis comes in and wins us the game yesterday. I do think that it's competitive and, and it goes down to the fourth quarter and you feel like you have a chance. But, man, it's really hard to judge a, a roster that's absolutely depleted. Nobody practiced all week and you lose your starting quarterback. Like I said, if any team starting quarterback went down and they were playing a ranked opponent in the ACC, they would lose. Like, that's just how that works. Like nobody's winning with a backup against a ranked team, an NC state team that is seven and two, like this, you know, I know that we're Florida state and we're supposed to beat everybody and that's the expectation and this, that, and the other, but there's a reason that NC state was already favored coming into this game. Um, and NC, an NC state team that had won what, six of their last seven games and really kind of gave away the game down in, 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 in hard rock when they lost to Miami, who's playing very well right now. We'll talk about it in just a minute, but man, I don't know. Like, I I don't know who had fans. CJ Wilson tweeted about on the roll up. He tweeted about this morning. Everybody knew that when it was announced Saturday morning, that Jordan Travis or Saturday afternoon, whenever they put that out, that Jordan Travis wasn't going to play, that it was going to be a very, very tough uphill road up road hill for florida to climb florida state to climb and i don't know the shock and awe that they lost to a ranked team with a backup quarterback that's playing on one leg i mean i just don't know really where it comes from i mean NC state's really really good i mean there's a reason they're ranked in the top 20 in the country they're going to be up higher than 15 this week they're seven and two they're fighting for the acc uh they're fighting for the division whoever wins the division on our side is probably gonna have to go up against Miami if they win out. And so like, that'll be a good rematch or whatever. So anyway, I, I'm not super shocked, but there was a you said in the fourth quarter, it didn't really feel like Florida state was in it. 
it maybe felt a little bit like they were in in the third quarter, right? Like to start the third quarter, mm-hmm. Florida State the onside kick, yeah, on gets an onside kick. I, you know, we'll 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 probably complain about something Norvell did a little bit later in the game, but you know, it's certainly one of the if you convert on this type of situation, they like it. If you don't, they're pissed at it, right? So uh, it worked out. Um, so oh, I, I just corrected me a little bit for Miami to make it Virginia and, and Pitt have to lose another ACC game. So that's good news there. At least they won't be competing for that. But, hmm. but Mike Norvell gets a little, it's a little risky here in a 14, nothing game. Florida state gets an onside kickback and scores to kind of cut into the lead at 14 to seven thoughts on the onside kick. And then what that did for the team. I love it, man. Uh, it, I think it was what Sean Payton brought that up in the Super Bowl when uh, Drew Brees got his first string. It, and uh, you remember Nick Saban did it in the national championship game against Clemson uh, to open the third quarter, I believe it was, or sometime in the second half. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. People are really upset for, with uh, some of Norvell's fourth down decisions to go for it. I think the fourth and four from his own 37 or so. You know what? This offense is struggling, so I get both sides. Like, yeah, but four yards is hard to get. Yeah, but if we give them the ball back, What's the, what's going to happen here? So I, I I love that onside kick. It it was very unexpected. Uh, it's not often you have your kicker uh, kick it, run fourteen yards downfield, and then recover the onside kick himself. So that was pretty cool. It, and obviously the it paid off. So even if we don't get that, you know, like we had mentioned, the defense wasn't just getting gashed. Right? They were doing solid. They just couldn't help but give up a big play here or there. So what's the difference of giving them the ball? You know, at the you know, their own 45 versus, you know, the 25, obviously it's a big difference, but the, again, the defense down and down wasn't bad. I I'm, I'm a fan of Mike Norvell and his aggressiveness that there's some things he's got to clean up as a coach, obviously, but I, I was a big fan of the onside kick. I'm a big fan of going for it on fourth down. You know, we remember Jimbo, he would never go for it on fourth down and 2013, obviously he didn't have to, cause I don't think they were ever in a third down. They, they were getting first downs on first and second down. Um, but I, I like the aggressiveness of Norvell, so I, I definitely cannot fault him there. I didn't obviously, um, not going to fault him, especially when it works out. I do think that obviously, if, if it doesn't if for work, some yeah. reason, that <laughs> wouldn't have worked out. Norvell knows where his roster is, and I think yeah. he knows he needs to steal possessions. And so, you like the onside kick because they got it, but you don't like the fourth down. And I'm not saying you specifically, I just think that people are upset with the fourth down call, but you don't like the fourth down, um, because they didn't get it. And I will say, if they'd have gotten that fourth down, nobody would be complaining about it. Exactly. Nobody would have said, oh my goodness, can you believe he went for fourth down there? And so at the end of the day, you've got to execute. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to that fourth down call in just a minute. But obviously the, you know, kind of the play of the, of the second half for us was that onside kick. Florida State goes down and scores. Unfortunately, can't get a stop. Um, you yeah. know, we kick the ball out of bounds. Our special teams does something great. One drive does something awful. The next um, couple of first downs for or a first down for NC state. And then a third and one um, we blow it. And, and NC state scores a 45 yard touchdown uh, Leary to Pittics. And all of a sudden everything you've done from that onside kick is now wiped away. Cause it's 21 to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're down 14 again. But Florida State responds again, a nine-play, 75-yard drive um, in which they convert on a fourth and one on the NC State three. Corbin gets hit at the line or maybe just behind the line and spins off the defender and falls into the end zone. 
um, to get FSU back within three. And then what you mentioned, the defense steps up. They force a three and out. Florida State can't move it. Then they force another punt. Florida State can't move it. Then they force another punt. Florida State can't move it. And that's when the fourth down conversion came up. But Or the fourth down attempt came up. Um, but I, I liked what the defense had been doing there. I completely understand anyone that says, hey, we – shouldn't be going for the oh no i'm sorry that was not the final fourth down we went for a fourth down oh was it yeah the fourth and four um it's a tough one and that's where all the controversy is but so i've got a couple of thoughts on that fourth down the offense had been moving the ball well that drive if you remember started the one yard line um and florida state had been moving it right had gotten all the way up to their 40 and with eight minutes to go, um, there's so much – Sanone tweeted this from Knowles 247, but there's so much focus on the fourth and four, um, on the second and four on that same drive. Um, we just completely dropped an open slant that would have yeah. been a first down. And so, like, that's not really remembered, but obviously we do remember the um, fourth down. If we don't well, drop in a, slant, in a third down, the receiver falls down. Yeah. So we don't drop the slant and then we don't fall down. What does that do for the driver? Like we never get to a fourth down, but the offense had been moving the ball well, and you can like, or not like Norvell's decision there, but with a roster that's in the shape that we're in right now, it's about stealing possessions. And I think that he was trying to steal a possession just like he was with that onside kick. If we don't recover the onside kick, NC State may go up like by 17 or 21, and then we're never talking about the fourth down, right? Because that essentially ends the game. And so it's very, very easy to come out and say like, I didn't like Norvell's call to go for it on fourth down. Well, I didn't like that we dropped a pass on second down and then, you know, slipped on third down that put him in that position. Um, I think, you know, I, I will say that this is my other point on the fourth down is, I think that so many times people say the defense was playing well, the defense was playing well. You absolutely should have punted there. And punting probably was the right decision. But what I will say is the defense was playing really, really well in the first half too. And we kept putting them back on the field over and over and over and over again. And they finally broke. And so there's no saying that if we would have just punted there, the defense would have continued to just absolutely shut them down or not have a five minute or six minute drive that leaves you with nothing. I think at the end of the day, Norvell's looking to, looking to steal a possession there, just like he did to open the second half. And it didn't go our way. If it does go our way, nobody's saying, why would he ever be so risky there? Sometimes you need guys to make a play, and they were up around midfield at FSU's own 43. I, I didn't hate it. I, I probably prefer to punt, but I didn't hate it. Like It's like a it's like a four and a half out of 10 to me. Like five would be like coin flip. Like I probably prefer to punt a little bit more but I, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else does. Tell me why I'm wrong on this, Richie. I, I just think it, four yards, it, it, you got to go for it there at that point. Uh, I, I wouldn't be mad if he didn't, and I'm not mad that he did go for it. I Again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm happy with the aggressive play calls because he understands this is a limited roster. You're just outmanned. So you're hoping you can somehow pick up these four yards and, and just keep NC State's offense off the field at that point. 
And it did not work out, obviously, because again, you just don't have the horses to compete. You know, NC State, they they are a better football team. You know, they they beat Clemson. Um, I know they went to overtime, but that, that was a game where it wasn't like our game versus Clemson, where we kind of had some things really go in our favor. You know, NC State kind of went head to head with Clemson. And again, Clemson's not a great team this year. Um, NC State's no one's going to confuse them for being a playoff contender, but they may very well be in Charlotte representing the Atlantic. We'll find out next week when they play Wake Forest. But it, it, it's again, I, I can't be mad about a game when you lose to a better team. And uh, again, even if Jordan Travis was playing and I, I felt confident he was playing, I probably still would have picked NC State by like the spread, you know, three to five points or so. But Mackenzie Milton playing that this offense is just not built to, to, score points with a you know a guy that's basically playing on one and a half leg you you cannot tell me this offense is going to throw the ball 44 times and win a game because if you're telling me we're throwing the ball 44 times one that means that we don't have a threat to run the ball at quarterback and two we're playing from behind and that's exactly what happened 44 passes to 27 rushing attempts and i get they took the rushing game away because of jordan travis not having that extra runner to account for for the defense um yeah, I, I think I've fully talked myself into not minding the fourth down call at all. Um, <laughs> Bud put out a tweet as well, um, or, the, or whoever, it was either him or Ingram, but somebody from the Nullcast. Um, I think the the difference in you know your expected win percentage by going or punting there was 1%. I think it was 2% if you go for it and 3% if you punt it. And so um, maybe the biggest thing that punting there does is save you from losing by two scores. You know, yeah. you probably punt it, get the ball back with two minutes to go, don't score anyway, and roll. When the offense had moved 40-plus yards in a drive, that, that doesn't happen very often for Florida State's offense. Um, our offense moved 40-some yards in a drive, I want to say three times, the, the two touchdown drives and that fourth down drive. Let's confirm that I'm not crazy on that. Uh, yeah, Florida State's offense moved the ball 40 yards three times yesterday. Once on the fourth down attempt and twice on uh, touchdown drives. I think Norvell understood that his offense was probably not going to have a drive where they were rolling like that again. Um, so didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, and, and I agree. This was a ranked team that you were playing without your quarterback. You know, if we can get – guys healthy and, and prepared for the next three weeks, you know, I think that you're, I think you're going to be in each game. How much, okay, let's, let's do the moral victory thing and then let's move on from this football game. Uh, <laughs> how much, um, how, how much stock, I don't even know how to, how like to ask it, like on a scale of one to 10 or whatever, but how much stock do you put in the fact that Florida state continues to go out there and, and give like, what appears to be pretty maximum effort. Cause that's something that is different than we've seen mm -hmm. the last three or four years. I know we're three and six. I'm not trying yeah. to say that maximum effort is, is the okay or the standard or anything like that, but how much does that mean to you? Like, do you, you give a little bit of credit for that? Like, well, what's the, the fact that he has kind of not lost his locker room. Like they have two hours down the road. Like, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's, it's tough the right? thing. Like, I, because not, I understand. It, it is the bare minimum but we saw you know i i remember vividly that friday night in uh chestnut hill in 2017 when boston college beat us 35 to 3 and jimbo tried to say the team didn't quit no they absolutely quit 
Um, we, we saw them quit a, under Willie a, a few times. Again, the, the bar has just been so low here since like 2016 or so when we're signing promise notes. But it, it is nice to see that these players, that they believe in the staff, um, or at least Mike Norvell, I, I don't know how much they believe in, in the defensive side uh, from a staff standpoint, but they, they do continue to play hard. And that, that's why, again, I, I wasn't upset about the result yesterday because it's kind of what I expected. Now, if they had gone out and lost, you know, 45 to 20, and it was obvious they just checked out, that would be a little different tone. But at the same time, again, they're, they're doing the best they can with what they have. And it's, you know, it, and I hate to go like participation, participation trophy route, but, you know, these, these guys, they are fighting and we'll take that away again. That's, that's the bare minimum expectation that you would expect to even going to like pop Warner football, but we've seen it in recent years under multiple head coaches where this team did lay down and just quit. So the fact that they haven't, and uh, you know, we're th three and six with three games left. I, I guess there's something to take away from it, but not a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it's better. I guess it's better than them quitting, right? Like, I yeah. guess that's the that's the the takeaway. Um, it's not much better, but it's definitely better. You know, th this team looks different. Um, I think it's I think it's somewhat impressive that they continue to be in every single game. Um, the Wake Forest game got lopsided, got out of hand. There were also two drives within that game that um, ended in um, like inside of the. 10 yard line with turnovers. Um, so I think it's impressive that that continues to happen. Um, okay. So from here, Miami next week, we'll preview that on Thursday with the 26 degrees guys, which they're on the roll up network. Um, but uh, talk to me about um, where from here, I, I, I think that we play three teams that are all fairly winnable um, in Miami probably the toughest Boston college and then um, Florida after that, what are your, uh, what are your kind of expectations thoughts for the rest of the season? Yeah, it's wild. Like, you know, three weeks ago, we would have thought that Miami would be the easiest uh, of the bunch and Florida, the toughest of Boston college being a really tough one. It's kind of flipped a little bit, right? You know, South Carolina was up 40 to 10 on Florida yesterday. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even enjoy it because, you know, I'm sitting here, Watching Florida State, uh, Harlan just commented that UM opens as a two and a half point favorite. That seems about right. I'd probably lean Miami right now. Uh, we'll get into it Thursday, obviously. But yeah, three games that you, you can win all of them, and you'd be disappointed if any of them got out of hand. And that's kind of what you're looking for. I, I don't expect us to win the next three games, which that'd be amazing if they did it and somehow found themselves in a bowl game. But yeah, the, a lot of opportunity. And I do think. Every, this week was just set up for disaster. The, the flu outbreak, you don't know who practiced, who didn't. We know Jordan Travis didn't. You know he's healthy enough to play next week, assuming he recovers from the flu. And this is a different team with Jordan Travis. When he starts and plays the majority of the snaps, we don't get blown out, and we have a pretty good chance to win every game. Uh, Milton, you know, it. unfortunately, he's not the same Milton from UCF, and he's a good story. I loved what happened at Notre, or with the game at Notre Dame. When Notre Dame came to Tallahassee, I, it's just not – he's not going to win these games. If Jordan Travis starts and stays healthy and the defense can can find a way to get rid of those you know, brain farts, for lack of a better word, they could win all three of them. I, I think they're all toss-ups. I'd say Miami probably 65% towards Miami. 
the toughest game left. I agree. Uh, going down to Gainesville, I'm, I might go up to Gainesville for that game. I don't know. If, we'll see. Uh, you know, my mother-in-law will be at the house for a whole week by then, so I'll, I'll need a break. But uh, And then Boston College, their quarterback comes back out of nowhere, right? He, he was supposed to be out for a month, and now all of a sudden he's starting, and, and they look they look decent. Uh, I will probably be an underdog in all three games, but all three are definitely winnable. I think so. Um, I, I think that the Florida game is probably the easiest at this point just because they're a complete mess, and I do think he's lost the locker room and they've quit on him. So uh, I think that that's good for us and kind of the perfect scenario. They play a, a bad Sanford team, Samford team this week that they should beat, but then they play Missouri the next week on the road, and then they get their big rivalry game. So I think we'll know a lot about them from that Missouri game, see if he can kind of pull them back together and see what they look like uh, before the, we head into town for that one. Um, that's probably one of the more likely wins of the three, but I think Florida State could, could beat any of those three teams. They could lose all three of those. They could finish yeah. the season at three and nine. Um, I do – think that uh, to beat this Miami team, we do need Jordan Travis back, back healthy. Um, need most of the team back and back healthy. The guys that were out this week as well, whether it be the kind of the flu stuff that was going on or. Um, we need Deer back healthy is what we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He uh, unfortunately will not be playing. So um, going to be a tough one with Miami this weekend, but Vegas is telling you that's a close game. Um Three point spread, and you'd hope you have your starting quarterback back. And so we'll see from there. BC, um, they looked good at times the other night, but you could definitely tell their quarterback coming back wasn't completely back in it. Unfortunately, he does have another week to kind of get ready and get prepped before we head up there. And then uh, the Florida one at the end. I don't know if you can give me two more wins. If you can find find a way to win two of those, I'd I'd be thrilled. Even if it is just you know BC and a, a pretty terrible Florida team, because then you get to the five win mark and we kind of see from there. Um, Outside of that, uh, we're going to wrap up here as the NFL is getting kicked off in about five minutes. Um, do you have any other thoughts on football before we get out of here? I'm going to go around the horn real quick and then wrap it up. Um, yeah, no thoughts. Again, it, it, they were the better team. They beat us. It, again, don't, don't let it get you upset. Obviously, it's frustrating because we want to be, you know, the, the class of the conference with Clemson. Um, and it, it's a climb. And if Mike can't get us there, someone else will. But uh, don't give up on him just yet is all I'll say. Yeah, I think so. I think my spin for this one is that we're three and three in games that Travis has played. So at yeah. the end of the day, let's let's try and beat Miami and we'll we'll go from there. Hey, uh, FSU volleyball got a big, big win on Friday when they took on uh Clemson. They won in three sets to one. And then they play number 15, number 14, Georgia Tech at 3 p.m. That's on Valley Sports. So if you have Spectrum, I believe you can watch that matchup. Um and then soccer plays in the ACC championship against Virginia. They won in overtime on Friday night against Wake Forest. About three minutes from now, yeah. Yeah, so go check out Florida State against UVA, a rematch of the game that ended in a draw just about a week or so ago. Um, this one will not end in a draw. They'll go to penalties if needed. and uh, Hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we will uh, be crowned ACC champions there before we head into the tournament. Uh, we will – be back on Tuesday for a pop-up episode. So stay tuned for that. And then we will be back again on Thursday to preview FSU versus Miami. It's Miami hate week, one of the best weeks of the year. So let's just beat them and I'll all will be forgiven there. So yeah. um, <laughs> you have any shout outs or anything, Richie? 
Uh, no, shout out the, the basketball team. Uh, Wednesday, first uh, regular season game uh, against Penn at the TLC Double C. So make sure y'all get out there. It's a, oh God, it's nine o'clock. I'm, that's not good for me, but oh well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they beat uh, Florida College, which is a local college here in Tampa. Like it's literally my wife, when she was in elementary school, went to Florida College Academy. So that's the team they played and obviously beat them pretty bad because it's a local private college here in Tampa. Well, but uh, if I can I- stay up for this, so we, we may be, uh, probably not. We may be able to debut a basketball minute on Thursday's show since they play Wednesday night. We'll see. Yeah, you'll be set. You'll be good. Watch the highlights. I mean, the whole game is going to be highlights, basically. So Exactly. Basketball Minute this week. Let's go. No, I'm with that. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the Basketball Minute, it's the best thing we do on this program. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to shout out my mom. She was watching last week and got mad that I didn't give her a – she said, one day I'll give a shout out. And then I realized we didn't even do shout outs last week. So, um, anyway, shout out, mom. That's all I got for you. Um, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Until then, go Nulls.